Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. And this is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsborough, Oregon. Now, just so you know, Bobby, I didn't read the, I uh, the, the bumper at that time. You were looking at me the whole time. I, I was really praying also that I would not say the wrong bumper. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. We made oh, man, it we did. Barely. <clears throat> okay. So in this week's episode, we are talking about sanctity of life. Just a light topic there. No, yeah, no problem at yeah. all. Hmm. Nothing, nothing hard or deep or heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is something that, I mean, it's been on the news a lot. And we realize that as, as Christians, it's, it's hard to think through this kind of issue. There's a lot of messages that are floating around. Um, what do we say? What do we do? How do we respond? Yeah. What does God's word say? And so we will throw up a few uh, books and um, some good website articles on our website. So if you go to our website, www.satisfiedinchrist.life, that's dot L-I-F-E. Um, you will be able to find on our resource page uh, just some various articles. Uh, Desiring God has some great things. The gospelcoalition.org has some great things. Russell Moore has written some great things. There's other articles that we just want to put out there. Kevin DeYoung has written great things um, just to help. So feel free to go and check out our, our website. Um, but this is an important issue. Um, I, you know, I watched, I guess, let's just jump in. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just do this. Yeah. So I watched, I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how do, how do I even get ready for this podcast? Yeah. Like, how do I think, what do we need to start? And so I, someone had told me about Matt Chandler and a, a sermon that he had done. So you can go type in on YouTube, Matt Chandler abortion, and you will come up with a sermon, but there's also like a two and a half minute clip where where he just straight out says, look, ab- abortion is murder. And, and he just lays it out there and he goes, look, yeah. if I don't say that, then I'll be just like every other mega pastor. Um, but he, he's saying, look, I, I don't care what people think of me. I want to do what honors God. And so he, he just places that out there and then he unpacks it and he does. And he says, you know, even, even by saying that, I know that in my church, and Bobby, you and I, I know we could say this, there's people in our church who have had abortions. Yeah. Um, so, so with knowing that it's murder and with knowing that there's people in our church that have had this, it just makes it hard. It makes it complicated. Uh, one thing then Chandler did say, especially to those who, who may have either been a part of abortion, um, helped someone, or, or had an abortion. He says, look, where, where sin... Uh, sin abounds. Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And just bring us back to the gospel of God's grace and his forgiveness, that as we come there, there's comfort and there's healing there. Um, so I know we just, we just kind of jumped right into the, into the deep end there. Yeah. Um, what do we need to know? This is, you know, just a one podcast. We can't cover everything. So what do we need to know? What what are we trying to accomplish here as we wrestle through this issue? Well, I think the first thing that we want to know is what does the Bible say about life, about the sanctity of life, about where life comes from and what it's supposed to reflect. Um, 
and and hopefully if maybe we get there in process you know we were talking about this before we hit the record button is how do this is this is my desire how do we help our people understand the arguments of the world and respond in a way that is both gracious and maybe this is what maybe what I didn't communicate clearly we need to be gracious in our response and yet truthful yeah we have to be both um and and we need we need to be able to not be swayed be simp how i mean let me, how am i going to use this word be sympathetic to their position and and the the hurt uh, that some people may be in the 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 difficulty of their decisions, but not be swayed away from the truth. That this is definitely one of those we want God's word to anchor how we think and how we respond, and it it, it should do so in a way full of love and humility. Yeah. Um, so let, let's start. Uh, a, a good place to begin. Um, Back to the very beginning. <laughs> Genesis 1. Um, Genesis 1, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. From this scripture, what we understand is that the, the reason we as hum- humans, in fact, all of Genesis 1, so the reason everything exists is because of God. But we exist uh, because of, uh, or we, we are made in the image of God and we are made out of, um, made through the power of God by his will. Man, my thing is just like beeping all over the place it's here. Your phone. It is. I just turned off my ring. Oh, I didn't. I thought I did. Uh, I'm, I'm, I keep jumping around because it's, it's beeping. But we are made in the image of God. That's the point. Yep. Now, if you're listening, it's it's not really referring to physical here. For one, God is spirit. I mean, just, just make sure you know that. God is spirit. He has eternally existed three in one. He's co-equal, co-eternal, and and he has existed in spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. so let us not think that because we have arms and legs that God has arms and legs. In fact, when we read in, in the Psalms that God in his right hand and, and other things like that, that is anthropomorphic language mm-hmm. that's helping, that's given so we would understand things. That's God condescending to us so that we would better understand God. Um, but that does not mean that he has had a body. Yeah. So I say all that. Because to be made in the image of God is not purely physical. In fact, it's probably mostly not physical, um, but there is much more to that. How would you help someone begin wrestling through with that, Bobby? Well, we're made in his image, and we're made male and female, so we know that though God God declares himself as, as man, as father, right? It's not necessarily a gender thing. Right. Um, it is in, in personhood, in character, in um, in relationship yeah. to each other. I think that that's a big part of male and female. Like we resemble, we reflect. We're made in His image b- because we're made in plurality, which God, which three in one, three and in so one. together, man and woman, we are reflecting the uh, the plurality of God in His yeah. Trinity. Uh, we are reflecting God in that we have a. We have a conscience 
that we are aware, that we are creative, that we exercise dominion. We have emotions. That we have emotions, that we have a mind and we think. That that those are those are our godlike qualities. And we could just go on and, and, and we on could. and on. And now what's different is he made us and we are in a temporal body. Yeah. And and our soul, Nefesh, right, is is all of who we are, body, mind, soul. It's it's not uh so, so he made us as a creature to reflect him, um, but our body matters too. Yeah, it matters. Our life matters, um, and and it's interesting. We see in Genesis one, we're created in His image. In Genesis three, man and woman sin. Well, and, and notice. Satan attacks yes. the very image of God. He attacks. Exactly. He attacks that which is made in God's image. Yes. So evil comes to seek, kill, and destroy. Satan comes to seek, kill, and destroy. And it's interesting that it's kill. Yeah. Because what is the second sin recorded in the Bible? The Cain killing Cain Abel. kills Abel. And we read in verse 10, God is talking. The Lord said to Cain, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Yeah. Like, you've, you've, just, you've just murdered my image bearer. His yeah. blood is crying out to me from the ground. I mean, there... Which we need to then realize to attack... The that which is made in the image of God is to attack God. That that's Satan's plan there. Yes, he he can't attack God, in the sense of <laughs> there's nothing Satan can do to God. Yeah. Like God's all powerful, eternal. Yeah. Satan is a created being, but the way Satan says I, I can get to God this way, I can hurt him mm-hmm. this way. At least mm-hmm. so he thinks is by attacking that which is made in God's image. Yeah. He thinks he's going to distort the plan of God. So. Just really beginning, in the beginning of this whole process or this conversation, when we're talking about the value mm-hmm. of, of the human life, mm-hmm. we're, we're really talking about honoring God because we are made to image him. So to defame, to devalue, yeah. to attack that which is made in the image of God is to attack God. Well, and death is the antithesis of the qual or, or the characteristic of God that is life. Right mm. in him was life, like uh, he gives life to all men. Yeah, like the pouring forth of God's character and His goodness upon man is life. And what is death? Death is the opposite of life. So, so what happens here when Cain murders Abel is he is he is attacking, like you said, God Himself. He's t- attacking the image of God. He's attacking the what what God has purposed for mankind to have life. Um, and, and here's the other thing that, that we need to be aware of. Death, death is, is not God's intended purpose for man. God did not create man to die. Now, of course, I say this knowing that God is both sovereign, like he knew the beginning from the end, like he had, he knew and planned and ordained you know that that he would come and redeem a fallen a fallen humanity but we we so often look at both to err and to die as just a natural part of the human existence and here's the thing it's not it's not 
It yeah, is, to to sin is to be human. Well, no, we were created to image God. Yeah, to sin is what it is to be um, a fallen. Uh, it's it's part of the cancer of sin. Yeah, and and to die the same thing. Well, well, to die is human. Well, no. Yeah, it's a it's common to human existence. It's common to human experience. But that that was not how God created mankind. Yeah, another. Uh, to go forward a little bit, Genesis 9. So after the flood, um, we kind of have God renewing his covenant with Noah. It's kind of a, a new beginning. And what we have in, in 9 verse 6, it says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Yeah. For God made man in his own image. And you shall be fruitful and multiply, um, team, uh, multiply team on the earth and multiply in it. Can I think we, you skipped a line. I feel like I skipped something. Um, but verse 6, we are not to kill one another. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. Yeah. So we have this in the beginning of Scripture, life matters because we are made in God's image. It's not because of what we contribute. Yeah. It's not because of what we add to society. It's not because of um, the way we look. Yeah. It's because of who designed us. Yeah. And so that, that, that must be foundational in understanding. Our understanding begins with there is a God who created mankind in his image. Mm-hmm. Because he values man, we value man. So, so we, though we don't need to get lost in this discussion, we should probably go to Psalm 139 and talk about at what point... I think it's helpful. So Psalm 139 is this uh, amazing psalm that it's really about, um, it's showing that there's nowhere we can go to hide from God. It's showing that God is present everywhere. And and particularly, he is present with us even in the womb. Places that we think, oh, well, God's not here. David wants to know, no, no, he is with us in the womb. Do you you got it? I got it. it. Should I read it? Uh, from the top. Uh, like the top, like verse 13? Sh- do 13? That's fine. Um, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when I, as yet there was none of them. And we'll read this next part and we'll stop. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Yeah. I mean, there's, what do you see there? <laughs> so much. Um, w- verse 13, God, God forms us in the womb. So, so when we are formed coming together at the very, very beginning, at the fertilization of the egg and everything, that's, yeah. that's primarily a divine act. We focus on the biology, yeah. and, and, and there's, there's good to focus on that, like, mm-hmm. God has made us as, as biological creatures, and we can watch how that works. But what we have here is that the formation of a human 
inside that yeah. of a woman is the work of God. In verse 14, he, David says, I praise you, yeah. for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, again, mm. he's coming back and saying, God, what you made is wonderful. In, in verse 15, my, my frame was not hidden when I was being made in secret, meaning Though we can't see it. Now, yeah. I mean, we could see a lot more because of ultrasounds and all that kind of stuff now, sure. which is crazy awesome. Yeah. But what we, he- we have here is God has always seen us. Because remember, the whole point of Psalm 139 is that we are never separate from God. He's always with us. There's nowhere we can go that he's not with us. Even in the very formation of the, of the mother's womb, God is with us, making us, making us wonderful, and it says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. Yeah. My unformed substance. So before the forming of the substance, Bef- God knows us. Yes. So that must affect the way we think yeah. about humans. That must affect the way we see the fetus. Yeah. Is that this, this fetus is something designed by God that was known before the sperm got to the egg. Well, and it's intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Yeah. Like, but it that's... That's not the womb. That's the depths of the earth. Um, and, and I don't know how literal we need to take this, but what, what we can pull from this is that God knew us before we were conceived. He Definitely. knew us, formed us, and the, our days were written, every one of them. Yeah, so it's, it's, bef- not, a, it's not a general knowing. No. It's not like I, I know the guy six houses down from me. I mean, I've or, seen him. Or know that <laughs> someone's going to live there. Right. It's, it's a personal, relational knowing that my days were formed. They were written in his book even before or yet as when as yet there was none of them. Yeah. Before, before these days happened, they, they were written for me. Okay, so, okay, so let, let, let's come back. Sanctity of life. Yeah. How, how does this help us think through? Like... So the Christian position yeah. is that we are we are pro life. That we yeah. we we want to protect the child. We want to protect the unborn child. We do not believe the child only is is of value once he he comes through the birth canal and, mm-hmm. and breathes his first first breath of air. But but we believe that he's he has value all throughout the process. Yes, and so that that's kind of the position that we believe that the Word of God. Shows yeah, yeah. And we've tried to show just from a few scriptures where we get that. Yeah. So, so help us. How do we begin to think? How does this affect? Well, you know, one of the things I, I just now I'm thinking of. Um, uh, for one, when miscarriages happen, I think we need to give room to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's it's it's. It's easy, or, or should I say easier, for us on the outside, especially when a miscarriage happens early, to say, well, I mean, it was good that it happened early. Or it, we say stupid things yeah. to, to, to moms who are experiencing grief over losing a baby they didn't know. Yeah. Um, I heard one pastor say, when when a when a mom has a miscarriage when a family has a miscarriage they have a sense that there's there's a chair missing at their dinner table 
Like there's a person missing. Hmm. And I think that's the right way to think about it. I mean, there is a person missing. Yeah. Why, why do miscarriages happen? Well, because sin and death has entered the world. So, well, I mean, that's the reason we can talk about any fallenness and brokenness yeah. and any pain and suffering in this yeah. world is because of sin. And the sad reality is that, man, the reason we, we talk about abortion is because of sin. The reason there yeah. are... Uh, miscarriages is because yeah. of sin. The reason there are stillborn, uh, still, stillborn, stillborn uh, is because of of sin. Um, yeah. Not that the child has sinned, but just it, we live in a fallen world. Yep. Everything is corrupted. So if we, everything, if we grieve a miscarriage, shouldn't we grieve an abortion? No, I, I completely think so. I mean, um, isn't it's the the difference is is only that the mom and the dad, or the mom or the dad wanted the baby yeah as opposed to a mom or a dad not wanting the baby i mean let let's just identify let's identify it for what it is well you know i I think as soon as we identify as you've done and as what i believe the scripture does is that the fetus that which is in the mother is a human is a child yeah that um, the, a miscarriage is, is that is that sad effect of a broken world. Yeah. But abortion, where the intentional yeah. dismembering or, or whatever method is used for the killing of that child, that's murder. Yeah. And we need to come to that reality that because this is a human. Yeah. Um, now, some people will say, well, you know, but we didn't plan on it. Well, I mean, honestly, many kids are not planned. But just because someone shows up unexpectedly to your house does not give us right to murder them. Yeah. You know, uh, spontaneous plans do, or spontaneous yeah. events don't justify the killing of murder of anyone. Or some people will say, and, I, and I've heard this one where they will say, well, you know, your, your child... Is, is going to have Down syndrome or is a strong likelihood that your child will have a genetic disorder. Yeah. Do you want to continue on with the pregnancy? So what, what the doctor is saying is your child's going to have a hard life. There's yeah. going to be some suffering here. Do you want to go through that suffering? And, and it may also be presented as, do you want your child to go through that suffering? Yeah. And they're, they're saying... Because life will be hard, do you think murder would be the right choice now? Has that has the doctor presented you that option with any of your children? Not with us, but but I know people it has. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking a little bit ago. It it was presented with us too, by the way. And, yeah. And it wasn't even. Um, it was because my wife was older. Um. With I believe Jude, I think it was Jude. It wasn't even JJ. Really? And there was a presence of one. I don't even know how. One res- hormone level that was just a little elevated that increases a risk. I don't even know and how I'd respond I, to we, a doctor saying that. It, yeah. Okay, John chapter nine. Okay, so I just want you to think through. So John chapter nine, Jesus is going to heal a man born blind. Yep. And so this guy was born blind. And, and it says, uh, 
So, so the, it says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents. So the question is, surely the reason this guy is blind is because he, his parents sinned. Someone sinned, and so this is a direct result of someone's sin. But Jesus says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Yeah. So, so what we have is God actually deemed it right for a man to not have vision. And that he would go through much of his life, however old he is here, we do not know, but that he would go through much of his life blind, suffering, in pain. And, and most likely, as what we understand by the disciples, people probably slandered him. Oh, yep. you're probably like this because your parents. Yep. Maybe your wife played played around with, with someone else, and that's why you're born. So who knows all the gossip, all the things that took place. And God says, Jesus says, No. None of that is why this man is born blind. Yeah. He was born blind because I'm going to do something amazing. I'm going to shine my mm-hmm. glory mm-hmm. through him. And so what that passage tells me is, is that God uses children. Yeah. God uses people in whatever deformity, in, in whatever special needs that they have, and he can use them in incredible ways for displaying his glory. We must not think that to to be a value to God or to society means that we look a certain way, act a certain way, can do certain things. No, no. What we have is that this man with with the the deformity that he had was chosen by God to be used by God for the glory of God. So to me, that helps me wrestle through. When, when someone says, but, but your child has this, yeah. or there's a good chance your child could have this. Yeah. Now, is it going to be hard? Yeah. Is it going to be hard for the child? Surely. Is it going to be hard as us as parents? Probably, definitely. Um, but does that mean God can't use them? No, we have God that will use them in powerful ways. And, and here's the thing, even if, even if he... I think too often we put a consumerism or a production mentality on value of life. Yeah. And we what s- benefit does he bring? What, what benefit do they bring? Um, th- you're just going to have to care for them. You're going to have to feed them. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're going to have to bathe them. You're going to have to wipe their butt. So we, we live in an extremely and hedonistic, <clears throat> narcissistic society, which says... If, if it's, if it's going to cause me problems, if they're not going to bring benefit to society, then let's kill them. Which, I mean, I, I don't want to go off because I think I know where you're going, but just to say, I mean, there are, there are people now who, on camera, on blog articles, in songs, have written how a child is now... Um, what do they call it? Not only an inconvenience, but an intrusion in their yeah, body. Yeah, they're calling it like a leech or a cancer or yeah, their like body. like this child is is trespassing yeah. my body. And and the, when we get to the root of those arguments, we're we're talking about comfort. Yeah. We're talking about convenience. Yeah. We're talking hedonism. I, I want what I want. And so I think. I think we need to realize that, that when we're in this world and we're talking about people, the value of the world is, is, is what is good for me? 
What, what is what is going to be convenient and comfortable? And one thing you said, which I think would be good if you flesh out now, is um, a- abortion. It it removes the idea um, or the theology of suffering that we have yes. in the Bible. Yes. And you you were pointing out something really good earlier that that suffering actually there's great value in that. Uh, do you want to do you want to hit on that? Yeah, I think. Um It just goes along with the idea that, that the world, and, and, I, and I would say even Christians, like our natural MO is to avoid suffering and pain at all costs. Yeah. We do that inside the church, and we, we dismiss the theology of suffering that we see in the Bible. And that we suffer, we suffer through, man... Uh, persecutions, we suffer through slander, we suffer through hardships, we suffer through our possessions being taken from us, but we rejoice in those sufferings. Why? Because in 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 through those sufferings, our, our treasure is seen, our God is glorified. Um, how is our treasure seen in suffering? Well, when we are willing to suffer for Christ, what we're saying is, our joy, our treasure in Christ is greater than the treasure, the joy, the comfort, whatever it may be that is being stripped from me right now. That's what we're saying. The idea that I would or that a woman would, um, and by the way, women, let's just be honest. Let's, let's state this out front. We, women carry the baby, but there are a lot of men who put pressure on girlfriends or women or wives even to have abortions. So yeah. let, let's not let's not place all that blame there. Oh, uh, I don't think we can at all. We, definitely, and, and we need to bring up that that there are men. Well, are, and now culture as a whole pushes this. They do, and it's becoming when when a teenage girl becomes pregnant. One of the first questions asked is, "Do you want to have an abortion?" So. Yeah. Culture is yeah. making this seem like a norm, yeah, and and that's dangerous because you're right. It's not that just people in and of themselves are choosing. I mean, yes, it, it is a personal choice, but yet it is also a pressure that's becoming more and more constant in this world. Yeah, and I, I was just going to say, out of Isaiah sixty six nine, uh, we read that God opens the womb. He opens the womb. He delivers the baby. He God he shuts the womb, and you you, you see yeah. that throughout the Old Testament. I mean, every single conception is because God has opened the womb. Yeah. In fact, uh, you, you trace the theme of barrenness mm-hmm. and 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 fruitfulness. I mean, it's amazing how you can track that throughout the Bible. Yeah. Uh, to come back, so if if we are to to base a decision of a value on suffering and saying mm-hmm. that because this child will suffer or because I will suffer or together we will suffer in inconvenience and pain. Yeah. That therefore we want to avoid that, which I think you're right. Uh, much of American culture, especially mm-hmm. has a very um, anti-suffering attitude. Um, we actually are missing the whole gospel at yeah. that point. Yeah, we are. Um, so 
the only way that anyone is saved, the way you have forgiveness of sin, I have forgiveness of sin, is because Jesus came and suffered. Yes. So we must realize that that suffering is the very means in which we are saved, primarily the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He came, I mean, Isaiah uh, 53, 53. Isaiah 53 talks about the fact that the suffering servant will come and how he will bear our burdens and he will take the very judgment of God and he will suffer. And it's out of his suffering we experience life. Yes. And so if we want to say, man, we want to avoid suffering, then then we want to avoid God and the gospel. But because of suffering, because Jesus comes and enters into the pain of this world, we have hope and we know that whatever suffering we go through, there's hope that he can redeem whatever pain there is. And so God can use our, our, our our children, deformities. He can use pains. He can use anything like that as a means of proclaiming his glory of doing great acts. Yeah. To deny that denies the very power of the cross. It, it denies God the opportunity to work in your suffering yeah. as well. And in, in both, because look, we've had four. Um, your, your wife biologically has had two. Yeah. Right? You have three kids. Um, so so our, our wives know firsthand what happens to their body when totally. they're pregnant. And out of that suffering of that comes suffering life. Of that birth comes life. Comes yeah. joy and and God, His promise is to work all things for good for those who are called, for those who love Him. Yeah, all things. And so, so I would, I'm going to be brave here, and I'm going to I'm going to speak to. Okay, what's that one percent? What's one of the main arguments in abortion? We talked about this uh, before, yeah. and we we're trying to figure. out, Are we going to go here? Um, I would let's just say this: the Bible speaks to every situation, whether it whether it is a a conception from rape, yeah, whether it is a conception from incest, whether it is uh, an unwanted, untimely conception, right, from 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 a man whom might be abusive like whatever the circumstance that is a life that god has created and formed in the womb yeah and he has plans and purposes for that life and i get that the argument kind of goes but if i have this child i'll be forever remembered of this pain yeah you will forever remember yeah that that something terrible happened in the sense of you were abused or, or however that conception came yeah. about. But we must realize that just because we don't see the goodness at this moment does not mean it's not good. Yeah. At, at the cross, when Jesus is being suffered, none of the disciples were going, oh man, can't wait till Sunday. None of them were waiting for Sunday. No, None they were of them. They, they all went and hid. They, they, they were like, man, the, the one we thought was to be the Messiah, the Savior, he's now dead. They had no idea what to do. Their lives were wrecked at that moment. But then came Sunday showing yeah. God brings life. And so how exactly um, will God use all those situations for good? You know, I don't know. But what we know is that out of that suffering, God can do great things, amazing things. 
and we need not play God. Yes. Just because we don't see the good doesn't mean there's not good. And that's what we must understand. We are finite individuals who only see a part yeah. of the picture, but God sees the whole picture. Yeah. He sees the whole jigsaw. He knows how all the pieces work together. Yeah, we, we can't sit in his judgment seat and, and, and determine determine what pain, sorrow, suffering, or what life should or shouldn't be in the world. The moment we do that, we're no different than Hitler yeah. and Stalin and so many other people because we are then determining who lives and who doesn't live. Yeah. And I mean, that, that easily takes us into um, uh, racial uh, yeah. conversations and everything else, which is very much like... Uh, I think Russell Moore has done a great job in tying together uh, racism and abortion and yes. showing how yes. we need to th not think differently about these, but determining one's worth based upon whatever criteria yep. Yep. is a sinful, dangerous road. And that's where we're at. That, that's what's happening in society. And as Christians... We need to come and value life. And we can do that in many yeah. ways. We can do that through foster care. Yeah. We can do that through um, adoption. We can do that by, by counseling. There's so many ways that we can come alongside men and women who are wrestling with the idea of abortion yeah. and, and give them hope, give them light, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shine forth the light of Jesus. Yeah. And, and maybe we speak just briefly as we close. Um, if you're thinking, if, if you've... If you've had an abortion. Man, if you've had an abortion, know that, that God's grace and his son, Jesus Christ, covers all sins. Yeah. God didn't just come for certain people. He came for sinners. Yeah. I love uh, Matthew 519. Jesus did not come to save the righteous, but to save sinners. Yeah. He came to save those who say, yeah, I need a savior. Um, do not think that an abortion or anything else disqualifies you. We're all under God's wrath because yeah. of sin. By grace, we're saved. So know that God will, by his grace and his son Jesus, um, comfort, heal, redeem. Um, there is great, great hope. Yeah. And I would say that if you're considering an abortion, I would say consider adoption. Consider giving your child up for adoption. If 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 you're not capable or able of raising a child, there are families who yeah. would love, who can't have children, who would love and care for this child if you can't. Yeah. I was reading a stat. Over 50 million children since Roe versus Wade have been killed yeah. because of abortion. Yeah. Over 50 million. That's far greater than uh, Nazi Germany. Yep. Uh, that's far greater than what Stalin did, far greater. Mm -hmm. This is the greatest Holocaust yeah. of today. Yeah. And so our, our hope is to think biblically about this. One of the things that was helpful for me just thinking through as we were having this conversation is that Jesus, um, all throughout the gospel, goes to those who are unwanted and unclean, yes. and unworthy, yep. and he values them. Those who society has cast out, mm -hmm. he goes to, mm -hmm. and he heals. Those he, he touches lepers, he raises the dead. Yeah. Everyone that, that doesn't fit the norm, everyone that is different, everyone that is suffering, 
that seems to be cast out, Jesus seems just to go to them and bring hope and life. And let us know that today. That's what Jesus does. So we might not understand why things have happened, why the events are happening in our life, how God is going to use certain things for good. Oh, but know this. God can. God does give hope. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How about you want to pray? Yeah, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you that we have life and our life is of value because we're made in your image. Lord, we're made to reflect your image, to reflect your glory, your goodness, your love, your mercy, your kindness, your character. And so, Lord, give us as the church words to speak, encouragement to to give, comfort to give um, those who've had abortions. Give us words to speak, um, admonition, Lord, hope uh, towards those who are considering abortion. Lord, may we speak, may we have a voice. May we encourage them uh, uh, towards life towards adoption if need be, or towards being a parent. Father, may we speak also, we didn't mention this, but to the elderly, to those Hmm. whom are at the end of their life and for whom society might not see them as valuable. Lord, help us as your church to love and to value those, Lord, for whom the end is near, for whom their quote-unquote value to society might have be or have been diminished. Hmm. Lord, may we, may we as your church value people because they're a soul. They're made in your image. Yeah. Give us words, Lord. Give us actions. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Satisfied in Christ. Uh, please check out our website, satisfiedinchrist.life, for resources And um, we'd love to hear your comments. If there's something you'd like us to discuss, um, if there's a question that you have, please go to our website and uh, leave us a question, and we'd love to get back to you. Uh, Thanks for listening.